The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Speaking of your sets that were great, the uh, best set you did on that entire tour, Montreal, was great, but my favorite bit you did was um, in uh, uh, Ottawa about Red Bear and Pizza. Oh, that one's making it back around. Oh, and it was like seven minutes I don't know about that. red beer, red beer pizza, and like, Just, am I allowed to get? That? Was he a Nazi? And I don't like how I have to research that. Like <laughs> this, the guy that was is a pizza yeah. might have been a Nazi. Yeah, and then he does the whole bit, which is much more eloquent than I'm doing it right now. It's still, and right, then, don't worry. And then he goes. So I'm getting that you guys don't get red beer and pizza up here in Canada, <laughs> <laughs> which. To me, it was like the, a better punchline than whatever you could have possibly come up with. Well, it was between that and then the, the, the set in Montreal where nobody spoke English. And oh. uh, some disaster girl just sat on stage and like smoked cigarettes at me. What are she you? She sat on stage? Like, yeah. Like just sat up on the stage. Like, look, I am. She, like, she was already bothering me in the parking lot without knowing who I was. Like being like. You know, like like whoever's the representative, like I'm the crazy one of the friends, right? And right. I talk to strangers and I make things uncomfortable for people we don't know, yeah. <laughs> and which like, boy, what a manic pixie dream girl delight when you're 20 and you know that person. And when you're old, you're like, I've seen you, I know you. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I don't care. I, like, I think she still wound up getting kicked out shirtless or something through, <laughs> in the middle of your set. Yeah, I mean, well, that show was totally weird all, two, all the two way around. giant lumberjack dudes like, it's okay, we just don't understand you. Like, <laughs> I remember like these two fucking burly dudes like, it's fine, we just don't understand you. <laughs> they were nice. Uh, yeah, we um, I, don't speak English. Yeah, they were, uh, they so were nice. <laughs> keep with your comedy, but um, just know, we don't know. Taylor, knock a knock a joke. <laughs> You know, Francais, they, they were nice about it, but I, yeah. I also knew what I was getting into. Yeah. It was still just like, it was, well, like, it was like, you know, when we were talking before we did that tour, and, uh, and you know, you were like, you know, God, I've always wanted to go on tour and do like a rock and roll tour, but like touring with a rock and roll band, it could be burly. And I'm like, well, the Falcon doesn't really have like, predisposed fans you know so it's like probably pretty easy because we're like a like a voltron of vaguely like pop, a super group vaguely popular uh, well, super got, okay <clears throat> but okay but you got you got dan from alkaline trio alkaline trio you got uh dave from loved ones you got yourself from lawrence arms and neil from lawrence arms yeah no i mean it's, it's like those those are that is a squad of people in semi-popular like bands. traveling dingleberries. But to, but to call it... That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> bit. Is it not? You heard it already? I feel like it's like kind of low-hanging fruit. I mean, it's... You know, no? That's what... That's what traveling have. dingleberries? <laughs> dingleberries always funny. But then you got to combine it. Aren't the dingleberries always traveling with you, though? 
All right, fair yes. enough. <laughs> All right, if you want to, you know, dig deeper. No, no, I mean, like, I mean, if you want to dissect humor, you know, this is a comedy podcast. Oh. We can get into it. But anyway, I just, I, I, I'm just here to ruin the momentum. For no, 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 it's perfect. Um, you guys have, you guys, those were great shows. No, but you were like, I'm just concerned because, like, you know, as a comedian, I'm going up there, I'm going to, like, kill the momentum, funny enough. And, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and, like, and, and I was like, I don't think that's the case. But in Montreal, you really got the. I mean, that was the governor's ball of <laughs> fucking killing the momentum. But it also was. But you, Dave, told it so well into like, oh, this bomb is going to turn into a great success. Um, and I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment. No, but you know what you're getting circles. into, Dave. You've done shows where you're like, okay, this isn't going to go well. I can either be miserable about it or just try to turn it in. Try to have fun with it. Like, I, I try to take some away from myself. I mean, I've done shows in front of, you know, I went to Mexico to do shows where it's like, all right, this is everybody's second language that came to this show. But they were still like, we're here to see this show. <clears throat> this is going to be interesting. Whereas Montreal is already Montreal of like... And fuck you for speaking English. Fuck you for being American. Fuck and you then, for not being high on heroin. And then fuck you for doing what in between music? Yeah. Like, because Arms Aloft was opening and they're a great band. Yeah. But then they're like, everybody's like, this band's good, man. Holy shit. I'm glad we got here early to see the opening band. I wonder what band's going to be next. And I'm just, I just look like a sound guy kept checking yeah. the microphone <laughs> for 25 minutes. Yeah. And anyway, so I did this. Like, it sounds good. Bring him out. No, the lead mic's good. He's not checking the other mics. No, it was it was great. And I mean, you know, in fairness, there were several nights where you were the main draw of the whole thing. And uh, it, but we, that was the whole point is like bring people that are going to like both things. No, totally, totally. And yeah, and and uh, you know that was what we expected yeah. going out to it. But it's like I know it's like not your like usual uh, fucking trajectory, right? So yeah. so it was. Uh, it was cool to watch you weather the storm, especially because I know that that's like a thing. You guys are both comedians, and uh, you know I've talked to Kyle a lot, and he's always like, "Do two minutes in front of me, do your Hitler joke, whatever." And uh, and I'm like, I don't know that I'm brave enough to do what you guys do. But I had to do a solo thing when I was coming through there the one time, <clears throat> twice. I did two things. I did the shit fire. You did dance around the shit fire. Well, I wasn't supposed to tell jokes, but I did. But yeah. And then I did the, um, what, Blackout Diaries? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got you on Blackout Diaries. That was yeah. you, I, To see you nervous. Like, <laughs> like oh, you played like a... Uh, like, like, Lawrence Arms gets... We've, you played the El Rey when I saw you here last. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm nervous about these stories. I'm like, no, that's your wheelhouse, buddy. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, you tell, well, you tell a story about, like... It was like Jenna Jameson. It was like here. It was in L.A., right? Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, it was Anna Nicole Smith, and you made out with Anna Nicole Smith or something? What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. 16-year-old Dave would never stop high-fiving. Oh, (laughs) 10-year-old Brendan is still high-fiving me like every minute of the day. Wait a minute. When when everything goes... Like when we're wrapping up, do you want to give give folks a a tale? Tell me this one. Well, all I want to say is, well, I will tell the story, but um, really quickly... Mm. I was like, I'm just not comfortable with the idea that like you've got a bomb to be good, and you were like, you've never bombed, you've never leaned into bombing. And I remember this time we played this festival in Vermont, and it's the only time the Lawrence Arms have ever played Vermont. Mm-hmm. Thirty five bands. The three headliners were Converge, 
Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, okay. And the Lawrence Arms. Mm. <laughs> and the other 32 Convergence bands. Intense. The other yeah. 32 bands sounded a lot like Converge and Dillinger Escape Plan. Not a lot of smiles. No. <laughs> and it was weird. And it was like kind of before we really had an audience, too. It was like mm. we just had like a muscly booking agent. And so I was like, um, we went out there and I was like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> like there's no there's no way that this is going to be good. <laughs> the general tone, like, listen, we're up against a lot right now. <laughs> it's like some of you boys aren't going to make it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's like it's like when these when the fronts of these boats open on the Normandy shore, uh, we're, I just want you all to run. Uh, I want, can I just say I want one World War Two movie with Fortunate Son playing just to confuse the shit out of people. Like, <laughs> but what about like yakety sacks? <laughs> Yeah, or just whatever, whatever Scorsese's taken for his Vietnam movies. It's just been like the Rolling Stones weren't around. Yeah. No, this yeah. is all wrong. Give me shelter. <laughs> yeah, run through the jungle. We're in Germany. <laughs> this doesn't. Oh, fucking what? So, you, so anyway, you play. Right. so we get up on stage, and when you were like, you've never leaned into bombing before, and I remember going up on that stage and being like, "Yo, before we start, I'm looking at it like." 5,000 people and I'm like I'm looking for my buddy um, he's like skinny dude tight black shirt tight black jeans <laughs> swooped hair like over one eye kind of a humorless dildo um, any of you guys fucking seen him That's funny. <laughs> and, and just crickets and I was like okay this is gonna be great here we go we're in the Lord's arm and a one and a two, two. <laughs> so yeah so I am actually no stranger to bombing and like leaning into it, but uh, do, do do I tell the Anna Nicole Smith? Yes, story? of course it, you tell it. it. You, you could tell whatever version you want. We could pause for a refill on drinks. It's a fun story. All right, well Come let's on. tell it, man. Hurry up, <laughs> Dave, Dave. Real pent up over this thing. Let's pull. Well, okay. The Anna Nicole Smith story is going to come. But we need to talk about Noggles, the Mexican restaurant started by who? Uh, the man's name was Dick Noggles. So no, nothing Spanish about Noggles was spelled, was it N-O-G-L-E-S? No, no, that's how they spelled Not it. Not even in, like Noggles? That's how they spelled like it in Paso the dirt. Nogles? And I was like kind of bummed out. It's N-A-U-G-L-E-S. That's how it was spelled on the sign. That's how I follow Noggles now on Twitter. <laughs> the fact that they spelled it N-O-G-L-E-S in the dirt, I'm just like, you motherfucker. Can you do anything that doesn't end in shit? You fucking terrible, so I love shitty So nobody knows dudes. we stopped to get drinks and we're going to tell this Nan and Nicole Smith story, but we got on to talking about the dirt by Motley Crue and we're... Brendan's excited that Noggles. Yeah, no, I love Noggles. When I was a little kid, one of my few simple pleasures was going through the drive-thru after my hockey games and getting like eight burritos for the week because my mom would travel yeah. and I would put them all in the fridge and I would eat them all cold. And it was... I, it sounds, sounds sad. But yeah, yeah. Well, but, that you described it as a pleasure. Yeah, no, it was great. I loved it, and I still like... Uh, You're doing well now. You're looking back at it finally. It's not like, boy, those were the fucking salad days. I, we had a fridge full of cold noggles. <laughs> those we had, were the fucking salad days, man. I don't know what to tell cold Tommy Lee rubbers. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Do you know... Uh, 
So when we did the album Greatest Story Ever Told, this is for my band Lawrence Arms, for people that are just tuning in. Um, we had all <laughs> those like, out. Yeah, oh, of course they we have. We don't have long time for these lists. No, of course. Uh, we had all those footnotes mm-hmm. and everything like that. The next album was O Calcutta, and it was much yeah, yeah. more like stripped down and punk rock. Yeah, and there was no editorializing in the liner notes, except for at the very end, it just said Tommy Lee is a dickhole. <laughs> because it's from the dirt or a personal experience. Nah, I just don't like him. He's, uh, they're not. I just think he's fallen like. Here's the thing. I what don't, do you want out of Tommy Lee? Here's what supposed to fucking play drums. Here's and what that's I, all the world's letting him do. You're absolutely right. What I don't like about Tommy Lee is that he is very handsome. He's got like a 11 inch dick. Yeah, and he's good at the drums, and he's a total asshole. And that every single woman I talk to that like on the real is like, well, you know, I, you know, I'm here for. Fucking, uh, not even like equality, but just like, yeah. you know what? I, li- I like regular dudes. They're like, well, I'd still fuck Tommy Lee. And I'm just like, you know what? This guy's a fucking <laughs> asshole, and I'm jealous of him, and that's it. But it's like, like, it's like the movie Hannah. Like, he's just trained to do two things, you know? And then he's like stuck going into the real world trying to associate. Like, no, he's not supposed to be one of us. Supposed to have a huge Greek dick and play <laughs> drums for Motley Crue, and then he's like, "I'm going to sing," and everyone's like, "No, Tommy, don't, no, get away from that mic." And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to rap." All right, methods of mayhem. <laughs> okay, but my drum set's uh, going to go upside down. Do whatever you want with the drums, Tommy. Whatever you, we will come up with the most banana shit to keep you away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah. We're going to turn you upside down. You want to yeah. hold you roller coaster through a stage? We would rather set that up than let you play bass through a song. <laughs> Like, logistically, we will fucking move heaven and earth as long as you are not a frontline component of this band. Yeah. We got this. We got the fucking statue, Mick, Mick Mars. We got to wheel him out on a dolly. This terrible mustache. Yeah. Well, yeah. but here's the He's thing. like fucking low pan. Here's the thing. Um, I'm fully willing to admit that the only reason I don't like Tommy Lee is because I'm jealous of, like, every single bit of his program. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm shallow in that way. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like, okay. oh, God. great dick. You're, like, 50. You're in better shape than me. You did all, fucking, the, yeah, you did all the drugs. You're, you're like, still handsome. Yeah, yeah, fucking, you know, you're banging Pamela Anderson and you're banging Heather Locklear. It's like, that was, like, the jerk-off, like, yeah. parade, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I did go to see Motley Crue in like 2006, and he had like a titty cam, and he was like, pull out the tits, bitch. And this right, woman was are. like, believe it or not, uh, kind of like, no. Yeah. <laughs> right? And uh, Somebody he's like, knew the internet was around. And he's like, everybody boo this bitch for not pulling out her tits. And that was when I was like, no, I'm not down. But he doesn't know. It's not an excuse, but he's too dumb to be he given a microphone. Know. That's what I'm saying. Bang on the fucking thing. Yeah, no, roller coaster your drums up and do. down, whatever. But 
No, I, I still, saw Ice Cube in, at, a, at a festival in Canada, like in the country. Like, watch outside, what you say now. Outside, you're, no, your your this, precious Tommy Lee is my Ice Cube. No, this is nothing. Ba- this is no, no. I'm not defending Tommy Lee, but he's too dumb to know anything. Ice Cube didn't say anything about let me see your tits. But in Canada, where everything is just going great, and where it was the Pem- in Pemberton, just outside of Whistler, so like a place where people drive to camp and see a festival, not in a city. And he's like, do it. Fuck the police. It's Ice Cube. Do it. Fuck. And just some girl with huge cans, like white woman, just dumping them out every chance she could get. Like, well, I guess that's how you respond to this kind of anthem in Canada. We're like, fuck the police. Yeah, they're killing innocent people. Dumping out Canadian can. Like, just as soon as the Jumbotron was on her, she's like, oh, you mean these? Yeah, well... In fairness, so, kickstart my heart is not exactly like political rhetoric, whereas the fuck the police actually and, is. Yeah. And Tommy Lee was shaming a woman in front of a stadium to getting her tits out, and yeah. this woman was getting her tits out voluntarily to fuck the police. Yes, I'm sure in Pemberton all the cops look like uh, a little stuffed bear and wear like a little raincoat and shit like that. And it, it, you know, you don't have to fuck the police there. <laughs> but, <laughs> It's one of the best songs. There's only three good Molly Crew songs. I stand by this. I've talked to you about this before. Is it Home Sweet Home? Fuck no, it's not Home Sweet <laughs> Home. Well, I'm just going to hit stop on this. <laughs> I'm just going to hit stop on the recorder. There are three good songs. I will do them from least to best. It is Too Young to Fall in Love is a good song. All right. Kickstart my heart. Not too young to show them titties, though, right, Tommy Lee? Goddamn right, Tommy Lee. Kickstart my heart. We only live once. Let me see them titties, right, Tommy Lee? I'll, I'll and then Livewire. I like Livewire. Livewire. We're about to play Livewire. Let me see them titties, right, Tommy Lee? If your podcast has a soul, you will play the Apocalypse Hoboken cover of Livewire. Which I do not know that cup. Is that recorded? Oh, yeah. And it is. Where is it? Fucking dope. I don't know. In the annals of hell. But I bet the, between yeah, you and right. me, we could get it. All right. We'll dig around the computer for it. Speaking what? of jerk off parade. <laughs> Go ahead. You've been teasing this story. All right. So, um, is this too long? Are we? Do we have to stop? It doesn't matter. Rachel's going to come home whether we like it or not. All right. Well, I, well, I mean, I just, I don't want to like ruin. She like, getting her nails did. We're all right. Go. I want to hear this story. Let her rip. I don't want to fuck up Tell your like one. You really made Dave out with Anna Nicole this. Smith. Dave needs this. Your one listener that's still listening. Actually, that we got more listeners because you're on it. If it's just me and him talking, they check uh, out. Right? Oh shit! Well, they check at they check out after the third these, blue chew ad or whatever. We they, I couldn't be happier to be here to ruin all your sponsorship capacities uh, as as quickly as possible. Um, okay, so we play the Roxy in Los Angeles, what right? Year is this? this is maybe two thousand three. Larry Arms. For yeah, it's Lawrence okay. Arms, and we're playing with Hot Water Music. Do you do you get upset when people call it Larry Arms? No, okay, not at all. I mean, that was my. First email address ever was Lawrence Arms at Hotmail. My second one was Larry Larry in the Limbs at Yahoo. Do you still have those? Because people are going to email you right now. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Send me those dicks, children. 
Not children, adult, okay, the people well, over 18. Don't worry, we're going to add this whole thing out because we shit on the sponsors. So, okay, so you're playing the Roxy. It's not staying in. Uh, so you're playing the Roxy with uh, Hot Water Music, a weird place for those two bands, I might say. In yeah. 2006, you said? Uh, no, no, it was like more like 2003. 2003, okay, okay. Yeah, but it, it, it was when Caution came out, so maybe 2004? Okay. I don't know. Who cares? That's uh, kind of beside the point. The point is, the Roxy was too small for either of our bands to play in. But it's also Sunset Strip, like still, and yeah. it's still very much uh, frozen in that time frame. It's still it's like cool. big hair, yeah, butt rocking. Oh, like, lo- it's like my museum. It's literally where Tommy Lee put his dick in a Noggle's burrito. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So like, so uh, we're kind of stoked to be there, and it's very small. And then they're like. Oh, you sound check now. Take your shit outside, and we're like, okay, outside, outside, and um, they're like, yeah, and you so break down from sound check, yeah, and so we take our shit outside, and I'm like, hey, so it's raining. What are we gonna do about this? And they're like, I don't know. Don't care. Buck cherries coming here in two yeah. weeks. We and then and then I was spot. like, okay, so who watches the gear? And they're like, you. I'm like, okay. So I stand here watching my gear get destroyed by the rain. Me. Like, what is your job exactly? <laughs> right? So I'm like pretty fucking bummed out. And then my roadie comes out and he goes, hey, my friends from Detroit, they're bartending across the street at Anna Nicole Smith's birthday party. Uh, it starts at 9 you guys are off the stage at 8.45. Do you want to go? I can put us on the list. And I'm like, fuck, yes, I would like to go. Mm-hmm. So I stand there and shepherd our wet, dying gear. And uh, then we play the show and whatever. And it was like, thank you, we're the Lord's Arms, Bink, and I'm running over to <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith's birthday party. I'm trying to think of where she's at in 2003. Um, the show? Post, the show? post fatness, trim spa. Okay. Um, this will come up later in the story, but she, right. just to like level set, extraordinary, okay. like, like, I will go into this more, but, like, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in person. Oh, okay. Like, right. it really was astounding. And um, so I go over there, and it's Dave's this... eyes are twinkling right now. And it's this, like, exactly. fucking... <laughs> She's a big gal, too. Like, tall. She was, like, six foot. Yeah. She got, climb that, that with, she got that southern accent you like. With her high heels on, she was my height, and I'm six foot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's probably five. Yeah, you could really wrestle five, with. Eight, <laughs> yeah, you could really wrestle her. Wrestle her down into the creek, baptize her into the ways of Jesus. Um, <laughs> Texas, Texas scale? I think so. I think she's Texas. She's Texas. Amarillo, I even want to say? Anyway. Um... <laughs> I want to say like I don't have a tattooed on my side uh, <laughs> but uh but so so we we go in there and I go with this dude Chris Fox who um I don't bring him up cavalierly I know the Chekhov's gun theory of stories he uh used to be Snoop Dogg's tour manager he was Jason Newstead's personal manager uh and he was 
managing. The, yeah, talked him out of Metallica. Smart move. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> talked him right out. He's like, he's like big giant head. That's going to be bigger than Metallica. No, 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 no. Chris, Chris is cool, but he he's like he's just an old time road dog that has like seen every. He used to fucking tour manage the fucking Rolling Stones. Yeah, you know, and so unflappable. And so he and I go over to this. I'm like, you want to go to Anna Nicole Smith's birthday party? I got a plus one. He's like, well, man, I think I do. Right. And so we walk in and um, it's weird. So it's like a descending dance floor, like into like a kind of a pit. If you know what I mean? Like there's stairs that go around in like 360 degrees. And at the low point, that's like the main dance floor. And then it's like... Do you remember the name of the spot? Tiered off. It's right across the street from the Roxy. I don't know what it's called. But uh, I've never been to a party like this before. So it's like Anna Nicole Smith, that little like troll doll lesbian that she was like friends with in the, uh, the reality show. You know I remember talking? the lawyer boyfriend. Guy. She had like a blue hair. She was like a little like. I remember her. Little thing. Yeah, no, she wasn't the most memorable of the cast. The she didn't really get the focus. Yeah. And then yeah, that Howard K. Stern, the lawyer, yeah, right. and then there's like one other person, and they were like ensconced by e cameras that were just like like up against each other, like some sort of. Uh, uh, fucking navy seal like containment act right uh-huh. outside of them was like a bunch of hollywood wannabes in in my estimation they were like ah that was so funny Anna. i like what you said there like kind of trying to reach over and like be in on the thing that was like 2003 is like when reality tv was kind of peaking like like it still wasn't overwrought it was like oh what's this yeah, follow a person around, and this was a big thing because this was her birthday, and yeah. this was when she came back from being fat. So this was the launch of her uh, new sexy beach body or whatever yeah. you want to say, which was only through diet and exercise. Yeah, right, right. Want a viper? <laughs> want some money? <laughs> she throws the money out the window of the viper. It's great. Oh God! <laughs> uh, and, uh, what an Andy Warhol, Marilyn Monroe yeah. thing, and Nicole Smith yeah. became. Oh uh, yeah, no, she is literally like a can of tomato soup and Marilyn Monroe combined. <laughs> Like your art now. I'm art. I'm the art you wanted. Art can be anything. I'm art. But so there's that little like uh, nucleus, and then there's these like hangers on uh, Hollywood weirdos. Then outside that is people with like legit camcorders and shit because this was still long enough ago that people were still taping shit on tape. No, but I don't think there was paparazzi's and tourists. Oh, okay. And then... And you're in the worst part of it. Like, that's where people just camp out. Yeah. It's pretty gross when you live here and you see, like... You'll see the crop of paparazzi. Yeah, it was... Like, you'll see people do, like, oh, I think... They, did that guy just rob somewhere? And you realize it's a paparazzi trying to get a shot. Oh. Because the way they'll run through traffic or, like, just, like, plow through people. It looks like somebody just stole a purse. It's a disgusting part of living here. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. fucking disgusting. Um, but then there was, like... If this is like the solar system that I'm like netting out here, we're like at Pluto, me and Chris Fox, just back by the bar, uh-huh. in the farthest back place that you can be. 
and it was free margaritas and free martinis and we were just like margarita chug martini chug and it was these two women that were friends with our roadie uh-huh. so they're just like yeah here you go here you go and so like we're just getting hammered at this thing and then all of a sudden howard k stern like hits anna and it's obvious that she's about to leave and she starts hugging people but the weird thing is that everyone she hugs she's looking at me even though i'm like a hundred feet away from her in this place. Like, I'm on the entire opposite side of the bar. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Chris, what the fuck is going on here? And he's like, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't see nothing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like a fucking consummate professional, right? Which, which yeah. is what you say when, like, Snoop Dogg... Dave's from- mouth hasn't closed since the story started, <laughs> by the way. You, you like bang someone that's not your wife and your Snoop Dogg and your Chris Fox is your two manager. He goes, I, I didn't see her go in that room, to be honest. You, you know, whatever. Looking at my phone. Oh. Uh, and I'm just like, this is getting fucking weird. And she gets closer and closer. And then all of a sudden she comes up to me and she puts her arm around me. And so I kind of instinctively like put my arm around her like just you know like not even thinking about it Uh and then she flips around and all of a sudden we're in like the slow dance uh stance like my hands around her hips like on her back over her butt her hands around my neck and i'm looking at Anna nicole smith and she is like the most beautiful human being i've ever seen like i've never seen eyes that blue or white uh-huh. to be honest her hair was perfect her skin was perfect her lips were so red her teeth were so white and i was like jesus fucking christ i see why your hillbilly ass made a zillion dollars just by being good looking yeah. holy fuck you know like <laughs> i just gave her my wallet yeah 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 right it's just like here <laughs> right uh let the record show i was uh pantomiming throwing money at somebody although Erin nicole smith by all accounts was a you know stand-up woman and also she's like kind of far away from me but her tits are touching my chest which did not go unnoticed uh and and so i think that helped with a zillion dollars and so she goes you're here with steve aren't you and I have no fucking idea who Steve is. Yes, ma'am, I am. And I, I, oh yeah, I'm like, yes. And she leans in and kisses me on the mouth, and it's like a deep kiss. It's not like a kiss with tongue, but like I'm not kissing my mom like this. You know, you know what I mean? Like it was a long kind of like protracted thing, and then she pulls back and she looks at me and kind of looks me up and down. She goes, if you ever hurt Steve, I will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And I I look at her in the eye, and I say, I promise you, I will never hurt Steve. (laughs) And then she leans in and then kisses me, like, even harder. Yeah. And this one's, like, not stopping. But you're safe. And then Steve, I'll take a bullet for Steve. And then <laughs> Howard K. Stern grabs her, pulls her out, and he's like, "We've got to go." I can see like their faces, and it's with the little troll doll, like sidekick, and they're all going out the door. 
And she turns around and she just looks right at me and she goes, bye. And, like, I was the only person at her birthday party. Wow. I, I, I don't know what was going on. Obviously, she thinks I'm like the gay boyfriend of like her friend Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, but <laughs> I would even have sex with you to protect Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm so horny. I'm going to fuck a bunch of dudes unless you have sex with me That's now. That's the only way that would cure me of that would cure, Yeah, that would cure me of. Isn't that one of those sociopathic tendencies that like so like they make you feel like you're the only person in the room? They don't have a conversation to engage you, even if they seem like they're totally out to lunch or fucked up on something. Like Anna Nicole Smith, she, still, she got you. Yeah, like I mean, the kissing probably helped. She is like I. I've not been around celebrities of that caliber very often. Um, I have a, a few instances of that. But, like, she was really magnetic just on her own. I mean, like, as, as I said, like, there's a reason that she's famous for being beautiful. Yeah. And was for 20 years. Yeah. You know, like. But knows how to, how to wield it around the people that want to use it. Yo. Mm. Wheel it, she could come up to me and be like, I need to take a shit. And I'd be like, okay, wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it was just like. It was, it was a, I don't know. I mean, it was, let me tell you one last story Go before, before your, uh, she knows what we're this, doing here. this is all fucking, no, I was yeah, going to say it, before your podcast gets so long that you're like, oh, we're just cutting all this off. Like no, so just, much foreskin. No, no uh, it's like, <laughs> it just helps us. We go double episode. Yeah. Um, yeah we don't have God. to work next week. Yeah. Thank God. Man. So that's a pretty cool celebrity story you got a cooler story it this doesn't involve me but it involves my good friend peter who was in slapstick my friend peter it's the same guy from the alkaline trio song all right and he was in slapstick with me you make out with jd mccarthy dude no this is weirder uh and who's peter in slapstick he was a trombone player with the it's hard to keep track of the dark dark it's hard to keep track of horn players yeah he he was yeah no yeah i mean They're the most important thing that you just don't want to pay attention to. What if the horns aren't in it? You're like, I don't feel like dancing anymore. And you're like, oh, man. I hope these guys are getting laid. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what, so, oh, yeah. The horn players are getting laid all the time. You uh, <laughs> don't have any gear to worry about. I mean, ready to go. A horn is right there in horny, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, True. Very, yeah, very good joke. We can uh, that out if you want, but I think. No, I think we should keep it. No, at least to, it's a cautionary tale. <laughs> Don't sit down with a couple of comedians and say horn. You got You can't say horny without saying horn. Buddy, jump into our catalog. There's some dumb shit going on here. You know, when I played this Rockford festival, uh, we we came out and it was called Rockford Rockfest. And I said, "Hey, Rockford Rockfest, stoked to see you." You can't say rock, Rockford without saying Ockfo. And uh, that was actually pretty good. It went over. They did well. like it. They, they did, did like it. it. I know. Yeah, it went over I'm like surprised. a I went over like a fart in a spacesuit in this room. But uh, you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> I, I didn't know Rockford had a sense of humor. They had a cheap trick, and then nobody else went back. Um. But so, anywho, so you remember the House of Blues that used to be on uh, Sunset? Yes, it's gone now. And there was, I we believe, clutch there. I believe it's yeah. Up. We went and saw clutch there. I saw. Yeah, I've seen a lot of shows there. And there's either a Hyatt or a Hilton on the other side. 
That is the, uh, you mean across the street? Across yeah. Sunset? That's the world famous uh, Riot House mm-hmm. slash Hyatt House. Yeah. So. He jumped off there to prove a point during the strike at the comedy store back in the 70s. Yeah. Thought he was going to jump and land on the comedy store. It's not how jumping off a building works. You only make it about five feet out. So you jump off a thing for jokes? Uh, no, he, they were like, he was he was a comedian, so he's depressed, blah, blah, blah. We've heard that story. Anyway, suicide's bad. Don't do it. Also, some people do it, and it's dumb. Uh, and he was, uh, so he jumped off, like, during the big comedian strike in the 70s. Like, I'm going to make a point, because if I jump off this building, I'm going to land right in the parking lot of the comedy store and really prove. Like Spider-Man? How, yeah, but people don't realize that when they jump off a building, their trajectory doesn't continue forward. You just get out as far as you can, then Wiley Coyote straight down. So he just fell somewhere behind them. Is that where Belushi died? No, he died at the um, uh, what's the hotel right there? Fuck. No, it's a hotel down the street. Oh. Well, anyway, it's a classic hotel. That's like cheesy but expensive because it's Hollywood. The Marmont. Yes, Chateau Marmont. Gotcha. Sure, I'll teach you guys all about how you sitting on that one for a while. You just wanted to let me find it. No, no, I just was trying I to think. remember the name. Anyway, anyway, um, that hotel, yes, right, Hyatt, right. right so it's across the street from the House of Blues, and so whenever like us or more to the point, mm-hmm. like the bands that would take us on tour back in the day mm-hmm. would play that House of Blues, everybody stays across the street, right? So my friend Pete. He's in Less Than Jake. They're headlining the House of Blues. Okay. Goes across the street. He is rooming with Buddy, the other trombone player in Less Than Jake. And I feel kind of bad telling this story. It's not really my story to tell, but fuck it. It's been a long time. Have they shared it publicly? Who cares? Uh, well, you don't want to rat out your friends if they're telling behind they're, the they're not like touching dicks or anything. Okay. It's fine. And honestly, that would only get you more fans nowadays. Yeah. Cheat on your wife in the story, bad news. But if nah, nah, like, no one's cheating on their wife. Gay for a while, everybody's cool. This is way weirder than anything you can possibly expect. So Peter wakes up in the morning. He's staying in a double room with Buddy, and he like puts the little like horseshoe thing over so he can like close the door and go get some ice yeah. and come back, and it's unlocked. So little Richard lives in that Hyatt. The little Richard. The little Richard. Wow. Walks into their room. No. Sees Buddy sleeping, just stands over him, and he's like, hey. And Buddy wakes up to fucking little Richard standing over his face in his fucking hotel room. And, like, Peter comes back, and Buddy's just, like, sitting bolt upright, like, what the fuck? And Peter's like, what happened? He's like, little Richard? And Pete's like, what? He's like, little Richard? Pete's like... I don't know what that means. He was gone. He was gone when he got back. Oh, yeah. Gone. (laughs) That's beautiful. How long did he stay? I don't know. I don't know the details. I feel like it was like total PTSD for everyone involved. (laughs) But also, to live in L.A. where it's a place where that could sound like, I got it. You're in a band. You did some drugs. You saw something. Or it could have just happened that way. Yeah. It could just be. My, my, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to cover. Did, did he come back? Did Little Richard come back? Little Richard didn't come back. Little Richard just wanted to make sure Buddy woke up and saw Little Richard standing over him. And that's as the far most as... Little Richard thing you could do. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? I'm Little Richard. I'm going to make sure somebody knows I'm Little Richard. <laughs> just shake the. Imagine how long he stood there before he woke up. 
Oh my god! And had to like shake the bed like it's little Richard. <laughs> hey, psst, hey, hey, it's little Richard. And then you're like, hey, like, all right. Good guy. I mean, no, yeah, hello. He says. <laughs> my friend had a story about like when he first got here, doing like a PA job, driving around running errands, and like getting like a road rage thing. He's like, oh man, like like screaming at somebody. He's like, oh, man. Like, what? And he was on the phone while he's driving. He's like, oh, that guy from the shitty band just flipped me off. And so he's like, who, the Goo Goo Dolls? And he's like, it was the guy from the Goo Goo Dolls. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on, it was him. Like, it's L.A.'s magic in ways that you, it's not good magic sometimes. I'm going to have to go on record and say the Goo Goo Dolls are, like, one of my biggest influences as a band. And uh, okay. I actually like their new EP a lot as much as it's, like, mom rock. It's definitely, like... You finally got the strength to masturbate again after your son died, so you fill up the jacuzzi and like put on some like <laughs> scented candles. <laughs> kind of rock. Oh, I got the strength to masturbate oh. again. <laughs> but, but. Take these hands. I've got no rhythm. Yeah. So, um, but but no. Oh, this is this is funny. And um, now I know I'm fucking belaboring this entire ending of this podcast but um so we played in buffalo uh recently which is where the goo dolls are from and we just recently did a thing in cleveland where one guy looks like he's from buffalo and the google dolls let's take a minute to listen to whatever's happening out there yeah something going down someone's not moving like they should move all that you know what that's that's someone who just did not? Who, someone who is in the final stages of casting for a Colgate commercial, finding <laughs> out they didn't get it, <laughs> and they are just losing their shit in a Sonata, in a least Sonata right now. Uh, yeah, no, I mean that is a Sonata horn. I can that tell that from a nine mile away. Somebody, if you can't hear, somebody's going hard on the horn right now. Or is that one of those kind of car theft devices? Like we're so obnoxious, you're going to come out here and punch whoever's behind the wheel. Hopefully, it's a thief. If this was Chicago, I'd be 100 percent confident that that's a UPS truck blocking somebody trying to get out of the parking. <laughs> uh, it's, I, like it's enough for me to want to go watch whatever's happening. But anyway, let me tell you this quick. Well, let's let's throw down on one more. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Like, look, how often does the Guests make the podcast too long now, uh, all the time. Uh, we shit. Sorry, we don't have any. Time. No, no, keep going. Um, Dave just like look at this video of Bigfoot. I'm like, it's not real, and then we just do blue chew ads for another forty five. Yeah, that's minutes. usually all we. Those have. get you boners, right? If you chew them. Oh man, don't swallow them. Wait, Wait sitting around with a limp without the uh, without all the need to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they, do they show up? Um, uh, you know, discreetly, right in your mailbox. Absolutely. Oh my god, that's amazing. All the medicines, I need to get a boner faster. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, we all do, but that's where science... Like, there's there's a laboratory of those scientists. Scientists that, like... I, I don't know anything about... Do you think scientists are hired to, like... You're just like, I'm a scientist, I need a gig. And they're like, uh, about coming up with a dick pill. And you're like, well, you know, well, it's not the honorable choice, but I'm a scientist. <laughs> I want to use my degree. Nah. I guess I'll go to your dick pill. I don't want these old men to. Working. Don't we have dick pills? Yeah, I want these old men to pump abortions into these illegal aliens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, We want more sex crimes. Yeah, you know, 60 and over interestingly, um, I think like Viagra was originally intended to be a uh, 
like a kidney drug or something like that. Yeah. It was, and then it made people get boners. And uh, Propecia was a liter- uh, originally intended to be a prostate shrinker. And it made people grow hair. Yeah. So I think that those scientists were just like, all these bald guys are coming in talking about their prostates and they seem fine. And then they kind of like... I've got a full head of hair now, but uh, turds keep falling out of my ass. Yeah, no, this prostate of mine. Right. Let me tell you. This is where we work with a marketing department to rebrand something. Yeah, no. Side effects are worse than the symptoms. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Well, anyway, last story. Go, give it a rip. We did we did a thing for AP, which is Alternative Press, mm. and it was like kind of like a six minute documentary. And in it, we talked about how much we love the Goo Goo Dolls. Even though I was not shy about saying like the Goo Goo Dolls are a fucking dorky band now, but like back in the day, they were like a punk band. Yeah, and like we literally like we have two vocalists. I imitated one. Chris imitated the other. Like that was our genesis, right? Next thing you know, Robbie, the guy that used to be the main singer, who's now just the bass player, his assistant hits me up and is like, hey, would you guys like to come to uh, Buffalo to do a mm-hmm. project? And I'm thinking, I don't know how great the Goo Goo Dolls records sound right now. Um, and oh, not, not that, not that, face like, face. what? With the guy who looked like Danny DeVito playing the penguin. <laughs> no shit. I'm not trying to talk any shit, but I'm just like, I, I, I just feel like it's fucking probably expensive. And like, I don't know if I want to do a new record in Buffalo. And also he just said to do a project. So I don't know if he just wants to like eliminate me and like yeah. have a band with Chris and Neil. So he's the me instead. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but so we, we play in Buffalo on this tour and it's one of the days where uh, Bad Religion's not playing, so it's our headlining show. And so we walk out to... Oh, this is recently. Oh, yes. Oh, this is like in the last two or three weeks. <laughs> yes. And so we walk out to their new single, <laughs> right, in Buffalo. Oh, like, that's okay. our, like, intro music. Oh, is that... Okay. And then afterwards... Are they Buffalo's favorite son? Is, like, Buffalo Fuck, yeah. yeah. No, dude... Every single place in Buffalo, it's just like people chugging chicken wings and wings and goo goo dolls and iris on repeat. That's that's what Buffalo is. That's like the old Marywood children that are on vacation. Like we got two things in this town: a serial killer and a man who met Andy Griffith. And I'll be damned if we're going to lose one of them. (laughs) They're trying to catch a serial killer. But so, so, all right, but so goo goo dolls in Buffalo, home turf. Yeah, so we walk out to them and then. The dude's assistant. And, like, I have to say very, very overtly that, like, I think the Goo Dolls are awesome. I love that they reached out to us. Mm-hmm. And I love that this dude came out to our show. I I love their new shit, actually, even though it's not, like, the punk stuff I grew up with. I'm a huge... Hey man, I opened for the Impractical Jokers on Saturday. Yeah. We're in the same boat to appreciate what people do, even though it might not be what's expected of the... Right, so of the genre I just world. don't want to sound like I'm talking shit because I'm not at all. Yeah, yeah. The Goo Goo Dolls are like one of the most important bands in my life, and this dude's like, "Well, Robbie can't be here today, but he really appreciates you guys playing Buffalo, and he likes you guys a lot, so mm. he'd like to FaceTime." <laughs> and I'm like, "Ah, mm. uh, oh, Robbie, no, I don't think we're gonna do because what is the best." case 
scenario there. It's like when somebody wins a video music award, but they can't be there, and it's like, hey, dudes, wish I could be there, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm here at the Golden Horseshoe Casino in Walla Walla. FaceTime as an activity. To see somebody walking and FaceTiming is like, what is the necessary component here? Yeah, yeah. I, like to walk and look at your phone, you're not reading. You're just looking at someone else's face. That's old man bitching. But but if Robbie from the Goo Goo Dolls wants to FaceTime, what do you what do you say? You, well, if you're me, you go. No, that's cool. You don't gather the band up. And no, it, it just uh, it just seemed like it, it just seemed like a weird idea. I, and uh, with, with no disrespect to him, of course, because it's like such a nice gesture to reach out. But I can't imagine it not going exactly. No like this, Robbie from the GGDs. If you're listening to the Boogie Monster podcast right now, yeah, you call them the GGDs. I do now. Double GDs. Double GDs. Double goddamn's. Jeez. <laughs> Google Dells. Double goddamn's. Man, if you can get it a little bit shorter, I can tattoo it on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't Facetime with him? No, I didn't. You went there to do a special show just for him. No. You got summoned like <laughs> Prince of Brunei by Robbie from the Goo Goo Dolls hey, in Buffalo. Listen, that guy that guy is like a major influence on my entire style. I, uh, I I love and respect him so much. I don't want it to sound like I don't. Are you being serious right now? I'm being 100% serious okay, right now. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. No uh-huh. shitting on Robbie. No, it, it is, it is no like... No shitting on Robbie from the double goddamn. everybody. <laughs> they went from being a hardcore band to being the band that you know them as. Yeah. But yeah, they, they they've kind of man. like done it pretty well all the way through. I mean, that Iris song is one of the biggest songs of all time. Okay, I'm done talking about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, it was, it was fun to watch you really going deep with the Goo Goo Dolls. I, I, that I, singer's beautiful. Okay, uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Blue Chew, get your dick hard. Yeah. That we got. Just gonna turn it off. You're not gonna say goodbye. What do you want to do? I mean, I don't know. You were just about to turn. Say goodbye, Dave. You've been interrupting this whole time. (laughs) Later, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Boogie Monster. You goddamn son of a bitch. Your job. You already did that whole Goo Goo Dolls thing. (laughs) No, just hit the fucking button then. The Boogie Monster.
Network.